The Holy Spirit's Calling and Anointing. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends, and I hope you're doing well today. Um, I pray that God has already made His presence known, that you have already uh, taken time or preparing to take some time to um, reflect on His Word and draw close to His heart. And that is the point uh, of our gathering each day to study the Word. Uh, today we're moving on in the book of Acts and starting chapter 13. We're only going to cover verses 1 through 3 today. And before we do that, let's uh, prepare our hearts by spending a little time in the Father's presence. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We want to draw close. We know there is no shelter like you, oh God. Um, You provide cover from the things coming at us that mean us harm, and you shield our hearts and our spirits so that though we sustain hits, uh, the blows are not as uh, great and not as powerful as they would be apart from you. Um, and when we do take hits, Lord God, you heal us up, you mend the harm so that we can uh, get back on solid ground. And, um, we just give you thanks that you're always with us and you're faithful to heal and you do protect us from so very much. You do shield us. I can't imagine my life without your, uh, hand of restraint and your hand of protection and uh, your wing of shelter, around me, O God, and I give you thanks. Father, as we prepare to study your word, speak through it uh, directly to our hearts, right in the places we need it most. And uh, we pray that we would have ears to hear and eyes to see today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, this is Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manon, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. This passage um, finally... uh, sets out the point at which Paul, Saul, and Barnabas will head out uh, into their missionary journeys, uh, beginning to plant churches across the known world um, in places uh, near and far, um, establishing believing communities in all of these places. What we're seeing play out in today's passage is the calling and anointing of the Holy Spirit on Saul and Barnabas. Now, each one of us, if we've come to faith in Christ and received the Holy Spirit at our conversion, and I believe that when you come to Christ in faith, you get all that God has for you, and that includes the Holy Spirit. Our accessing of the Spirit and His power and strength and leadership in our lives is something that we often have to grow to learn more about and how to live in the Spirit's anointing and walk in His ways. Uh, So that does not come easily always. 
Um, but I believe the Spirit comes at the moment we receive Christ as Lord and Savior, and uh, His infilling comes, and we have access to all the Spirit's resources at that point. But this is a special moment where there is a special calling and a special anointing that the Spirit is identifying uh, in the life of Saul and in the life of Barnabas, something to which the Spirit has set them apart to go do for the sake of the kingdom. And um, when we see this taking place, uh, Saul and Barnabas are with uh, some of the other prophets and teachers in Antioch, so they're still in Antioch. They've been teaching and then been establishing the, the gospel in that place, and there are uh, leaders there who have probably uh, pre-existed their ministry, and some who've probably converted and been discipled under their ministry. And Luke says in verse 2 that they were gathered worshiping the Lord and fasting. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit descended and spoke and said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Um, now, each of us has a calling. Not each of us has a calling story <laughs> that's as vivid and public, perhaps, as Saul and Barnabas. But each of us has a calling story. There's a calling on your life. And you may not yet know what it is, but I would submit to you that if you are uh, in community with other mature believers and you're desiring to discover your true calling, if you don't yet know what that is, um, I would submit to you that those brothers and sisters in Christ in unified prayer seeking the Lord together uh, may have some wisdom for you about what that calling is if you're open to really discovering it. And that will be your Acts 13.2 moment when the Holy Spirit descends and speaks truth into your life that you need to hear about what he has set you apart to do. Um, we all uh, need to uh, come to the place where we have insight and understanding about the particular way we have been called as a disciple of Jesus to have impact for the kingdom. Uh, and I would urge you and encourage you to discover that. Um, but I don't believe you'll discover that outside of uh, intimate community where others know you and love you and want God's best for you and aren't afraid to speak truth into your life. Um, even if it's truth that you're not ready for or that you're not necessarily uh, looking forward to. Um, but nonetheless, the Spirit descends in verse 2 and speaks these words and what is it that the brothers do in verse 3? Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. This was not a protracted, all right, guys, we've got to train you for six months and get you ready for the journey. <laughs> they laid hands on them. They acknowledged the calling and the anointing. They blessed these bro brothers. They prayed for them. And then they sent them off. They said, go get busy for Jesus. Often in the church, we create this protracted process where we feel that we have this necessity to do this long, drawn-out training of people before we send them out to be Jesus' disciples. What we send them out with without doing one bit of training, per se, is a testimony and a faith walk. If you have a testimony and a faith walk, then in my mind, you have all that you need 
to be an effective disciple for Jesus. We can do some training and we can do some ongoing stuff at the church, but we need to launch people into the mission field. Um, otherwise, we get real comfortable training and we don't get very comfortable launching. And it's the launch that matters most because that's where that's the only place we can have impact for the kingdom. All right, my friends, great start to chapter 13, some really good stuff, and I look forward to continuing on together in this uh, chapter and seeing what the Lord has for us. And I do pray every day that as you continue to consider these words, God will speak to your hearts through them. God bless.